Welcome to the Pro Football Draftcast presented by Inside the Hashes. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. Follow our show's account at ProFBDraftcast. You can also follow Inside the Hashes at Inside Hashes. Today's episode features Georgia Tech defensive end Henri St. Amour. A scheme versatile player, St. Amour played defensive end in a, both a 3-4 and a 4-3 defense for the Yellow Jackets, breaking out during his senior season. His first step, length, and size make him a player who has his best football ahead of him. On the tales of his impressive pro day, St. Amour took some time to speak with us in this week's Phoning It In. Jones, the quarterback. Out of Charlotte Latin High School. Boys in the pocket. Ball is free. They get to Jones. The ball came out. Henri St. Amour again coming on the pressure. Block number 94. Look at the spin move to the inside or just to the outside. Able to win and get to the... I'm now joined by Georgia Tech defensive end Henri St. Amour. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, good to hear, man. So, uh, Tell us a little about your recruiting process and how you ended up at Tech. Um, you know, the recruiting process, you know, it was a it was a cool process for me. Um, it started probably around my junior year. The summer going into my junior year is probably when I got my first offer. And uh, I had got it from Missouri going into we had we had took a visit down, an official visit, and some teammates and we did a, a couple of drills drills for them and um it was kinda like a little camp. That was kind of set up down there, and um, we did that, and that's the coach team in the form. I got my first offer from Missouri, and, <clears throat> you know, God kept on blessing me with more offers, um, you know, just down the road. And after I was perform- performing during the senior year and during that summer, um, got a lot more offers and got some from, like, Ohio State, got some from, uh, you know, Michigan State, Stanford, a lot of big schools and everything. But when it came down to it, um, you know, I was looking for a place where I could still be close to home. Uh, I can get great academics as well as, you know, great competition and somewhere where I can make a difference at. So, you know, Georgia Tech was the one for me coming on, um, getting to when it came down to like commitment day. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so did you ever, did you ever really consider leaving the state or was it always kind of, you know, that was kind of always the, the first choice? Uh, no, nah, I actually really considered it for a little bit, you know, <laughs> going yeah. into Georgia Tech, you kind of hear the triple option on stuff. It's not as appealing, but, uh, you know, when I started to think of it as a real, like, you know, before I was thinking of other schools and everything, but I started to think of it as like, you know, real options and as terms of my future, what happens after football and what's going on, the opportunity to play and everything like that. Um, you know, Georgia Tech was the best option for me. Oh yeah. Academics are fantastic there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, uh, walk us through your your draft journey up until this point. Um, draft journey up to this point, you know, it's it's been crazy. I feel like the draft journey for me started, you know, way before just the end of the season, the end of the senior season. I think it started, you know, um, junior season and you know that summer going into the into the senior season. So, um, junior season is really where I first got. I think I got like six starts that year. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, but, um, you know, going into that season, you know, I had to go into camp, had to try to uh, fight for a position, um, you know, in this, in this, this is my first year getting that, that much experience. You know, I played a little bit sophomore year, barely played my freshman year, but as far as getting experience on the field and, um, you know, making plays and everything that really started for me in my, my junior year and, um, going into senior year, going into the off season, you know, 
had a little bit of coaching change on defense, um, you know, different system. Um, but the system was, you know, it fit me well. Um, thank God, you know, it, uh, it helped me just to rely on my athleticism a little bit more. You're more free-minded. It's not as much as responsibility as the um, defense beforehand. And uh, it allowed us, you know, as a D-line just to make more plays <clears throat> and, you know, just really use our athletic, like our abilities to, you know, rush the passer and just make plays in the run game. And uh, another part of the draft journey was, you know, just trying to figure out a way to, to graduate before um, – I graduated in uh in the fall semester, so uh going into Georgia Tech, I was trying to become a mechanical engineer, kind of figure it out later on. <laughs> yeah, figured out that was a little bit too hard for me, so I switched uh going into my junior year to business. And in order to finish uh the year, in order to graduate in the fall and graduate in three and a half years, I had to take like a load of classes in the summer and in the fall, and so I had to take about six classes in the fall. And so that was that was kind of hard there, just keeping up on weight and keeping up with film and keeping up with everything else, and as well as studying and be able to pass these classes so that I can graduate in time, just to focus on training. And so that was a big part of my uh, draft journey too, and just having the discipline to you know cut down on things that I didn't need to be doing, and um, having the right training mindset, having the right film mindset, having the right time management really, and uh, just be able to perform highly, you know, on Saturdays, and also get all my schoolwork done. And then as far as after the season, you know, uh, you know, you know, God gave me a chance to, you know, prove my abilities at the NFL PA Bowl and uh thankful for that. And, you know, just performing there was really cool. Um they had a lot of experience as far as like NFL coaches and uh like past NFL coaches and past NFL players, you know, uh D line coaches Daryl Tapp and, you know, I learned a lot of stuff from him and you know, our defensive coordinator was the all-time great, uh, Ed Reed. And it was just cool just being around that type of atmosphere and seeing, like, the inside of the NFL, the stories they're telling us and everything. And so, yeah, I learned a lot from that experience and coming after that, you know, just working out, getting ready for pro day, um, getting ready for pro day, working out at GATA, which is a training facility in Johns Creek, Georgia, which is about 30, 40 minutes outside of Atlanta. And, um, you know, just working out, getting my weight up, uh, working on my speed, working on D-line drills with uh, Chuck Smith and everything. It was just a, it was a daily grind. It was a daily, you know, wake up, eat, sleep, uh, work out, you know, just yeah. that type of repetition, that type of mindset. And uh, coming into like about two weeks before pro day, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, I get a call from my agent saying that I got into the regional combine. And so if, if that's something I wanted to do and I felt like, you know, the exposure there would be good and, it's a good way to, you know, test my abilities before pro day happens. And, you know, so I took it up and, uh, you know, ran a 4-6, did what I needed to do over there and had some good times and showed up at pro day and did that. And so that's that's been the job's journey so far. Yeah, and you, you absolutely turned heads at the uh, combine. But going back to the, the NFOPA Collegiate Bowl, you know, being as it's an all-star thing, there's a lot of you're you're sharing reps. No matter if you were the the best DN there, you're sharing reps with all the other DNs, so they can all showcase their talents. How mm -hmm. did it, how hard was it to to make your presence felt in the game with such limited number of snaps? Um, you know, in the game, uh, we had so we had three rush DNs that, that was like in my position and other things. So we have one on each side, and then one by one guy would be. 
on the sideline and just kind of do like a three-play rotation type thing. And um, in the game, one of the DNs had went down. So it, we kind of got more reps than expected. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Probably won't so not good for him, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not good for him. But, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so it was more reps than expected. And, uh, you know, I was able to capitalize on that. Me and the other guy was able to capitalize on that. We both had a pretty good game. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what was the biggest uh, – I would say, like, the, the biggest takeaway from that week, you know, in practice? Because I know that the – you know, everybody says that the practices are honestly more important than the game. I mean, game matters, but the practices are really where you get the evaluations and stuff. But, you know, mm-hmm. did you did you take some wisdom from some of the coaches or the scouts? or What, what was, like, kind of the biggest takeaway there? Man, um, there's a lot of things to take away. Um you know, every night they'll have, like, some type of meeting where somebody from either NFL or a retired player or somebody will come and just kind of teach us about either finances, saving your money, you know, what to do when you get to the NFL, um, what type of work ethic, work ethic that you have to bring. It really kind of shed the light on what the NFL is, you know, um, and it kind of just it kind of snapped that, you know, it's not just, you know, just go in and play football and get out and everything. It's like a whole – it's like your whole job. There's a whole profession to it, and uh, and a sense of um, a sense of profession and a sense of like responsibility that you have to take into there. And that's one of the big things I took, and um, just learning from you know Chuck Pagano, which was our head coach there. He had some oh, nice. stuff to say. He always had his uh, uh, you know, writing and in, in notebooks and everything. So you know, we learned some lessons, you know, and just you know, seeing Ed Reed and the way he talked and the way that he loved the game and the way he had his perspective on the game. You know, it was great to see because you, you see a Hall of Famer like that and you kind of see his mentality and what kind of mentality you have to have going into the league and going into this draft process to be successful. So just kind of seeing that real-life example was one of the big, big um, uh, takeouts I got from the NFLPA experience. That, that, that's awesome to hear, man. So going back to, to your time at, at uh, Georgia Tech, how often did you go against the triple option during practice? Um, we really went against the triple option, uh, probably the most in spring practice. That was like an everyday thing in pre-spring practice. You go against the triple option because we just practice against ourselves. So for the spring yeah. game, you have to work against that. Um, but you get into fall camp, probably like the first week and a half of fall camp, you're going against triple option. But you get closer to to the season, you start you start working on you know other opponents' offenses and. Once you get into the season, you don't really play against a uh, triple option as much. You know, you just uh, you're working against other other stuff, other pass sets, other things, and that's going to get you ready for the games you're going to play. Was so it annoying play playing the triple option? Oh yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's definitely annoying, but you know, you can learn a lot from the triple option. You know, um, it definitely teaches you to be disciplined and trusting your technique and trusting the play and trusting the scheme. You know. You gotta you gotta stay in your gap. You can't be too greedy. You can't be too antsy. You gotta be patient. Everything about it, you know, uh, to you to be a more disciplined football player and defensive player. Yeah, and that was actually going to be my next question: was Do you feel that? I mean, and, and you you spoke on you know getting that having that discipline and everything. Uh, do you feel that, that that is able to translate as a pass rushing D end? Not labeling you as as just that, but uh, being at you know being as that's part of the job. Does that help you with your pass rushing? Yeah, I feel like discipline and technique and everything can definitely help you with the pass rushing. You just gotta. Translate into like kind of just translate into a different language, you know. Triple option most of the time is facing and running and everything, but 
You still have to be disciplined to see where the play is. You still have to use your, your keys and everything like that and have a tight field defensive end. Um, or the, the defensive end player, defensive end player, you got to see your keys before the snap. You got to see the tendencies before the snap, see the tendencies of the tackle. Being disciplined in every little thing can help you win that one-on-one matchup. And I, I feel like that's what it, it translates the most. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So who is the most underrated player you've gone, gone up against on your team? On my team? Yeah, and then the, uh, the follow-up will be uh, in, in your career as well. Okay. Um, underrated? Yeah. Uh, I would say yeah. uh, one of the best offensive linemen I've gone against really on my team was Parker Braun. He's not, he not really underrated, but I don't, see, I don't think he's really shown as or have a lot of big spotlight on 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 him as much, but just because we're in the triple option offense. Um, but Parker Brown, he was a he was a great offensive lineman um, that I've gone against. And then in the career, man, um, I would say I feel like a person that's really good that didn't get that much hype is probably a uh, Mick Hyatt, um, tackle from Clemson, Clemson the uh, so, yeah, he, he's really good. I played with him in high school, and, um, you know, he started, like, every game since he's been there. So, you know, but he doesn't have that much draft type or anything like that, but he's a great technician. He's a great uh, great player. Nice, nice. So yeah. if you had to choose one game in your college career to sell yourself to scouts and teams, what game would you be picking? Nice. Uh, good question. Uh, I would say – you know, just off the top of my head right now, thinking about it, I'll say um, probably Duke game from this uh, this past year. I feel like uh, this past year playing against Duke is kind of where I kind of flipped the switch um, as terms of dominating a game and, and dominating as a defense and everything. You know, we didn't get the outcome that we wanted, but as me individually, um, you know, had a couple sacks that game, had a couple of run stops, you know. I just, it was kind of one of those games where you're just kind of in the mode and kind of activate it. So Duke game, as far as, like, pressure and, and kind of just dominance over the offensive line, and I feel like that's one game that I don't know how to sell myself on. Nice. All right. So uh, last football question, do you have any plans for draft weekend? Draft weekend? Uh, I haven't thought about plans for that exactly, but I probably have, you know, just some family, some friends over, and, um, you know, just kind of wait for my name to be called, God willing, and see what happens. That's awesome, man. All right, so this final yeah. segment is a thing called Three and Out, where we ask you some non-hitting or some, some non-football questions. Uh, you ready to give it a go? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. If you had to play any position on the offensive side of the ball, what position are you picking? Oh, running back. Running back? Yeah, running back. <laughs> you didn't think at all. It was just yeah. right off. Right? Yeah. The hardest, <laughs> what was the hardest class you took during your last semester at Georgia Tech? Oh, I would say information technology. Information technology? Yeah. Last question. If you were a pro wrestler, what would your walkout song be? Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, what would my walkout song be? The pro wrestler. Um, man. Uh, man. Right now, I'm just going to my head. It's probably uh, Back in Black. Back in Black, I feel like that's, that's a pretty cool song to walk out to. By ACDC? Yeah, yeah. Solid, cool solid choice. All right, did you have <laughs> any uh, social media that you like to plug? Uh, social media? 
I mean, usually I'm not a big like tweeter or a poster or whatever, but you know I kind of scroll through Instagram. Um, but I'm not a big poster, but so Instagram would probably be the main one. All right, you go. What's your tag? Oh, what's my tag? Is this Henri Saint? Yeah. Henri Saint? Yeah. All right, man. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. Um, you know, I know you're busy prepping for everything, so uh, good luck with everything, and we're going to be rooting for you uh, at the next level, man. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Elliott throws it into the defense, and it's picked off by Henri saint What anticipation from the Yellow Jackets veteran defensive end. Saint Amour, the defensive end, you see him right here, number 94. He's just playing, reading the quarterback because he knew he couldn't get a pass rush. And what's the best thing you can do? Not only get your hands up. That was Henri Saint Amour, six foot three, 245 pounds. The first thing that I noticed when I'm watching Saint Amour's film is his sheer athleticism and get off on the ball. There are times in film where he's practically hip-to-hip with the offensive lineman, even when the offensive lineman hasn't even had his full drop step uh, in pass coverage yet. And luckily for him, it translated uh, into the track aspect of you know testing and everything like that because he ran a 4-6 flat uh, at the regional combine. I'm not really sure what his split was, which would have been relevant for uh, defensive end, but, you know. And another thing that I think is really important to his game is the sheer uh, violence that he has when engaging with a offensive lineman. His use of heavy striking hands, you know, could really wear on offense uh, as the game progresses. And it's funny that you mention that style of play defensively to wear a guy down throughout the game because it's really what Georgia Tech does offensively. They grind into you with run play after run play uh, and, and they do a good job of executing on offense and we kind of touched on what defending that is like uh, on, on the podcast um, but to put that into perspective defensively and we kind of talked about this before we went on uh, went on the air here but what they ask that defense to do is a little different than what most people ask their defenses to do uh, Georgia Tech, they were all about limiting a big play because they were going to own time of possession, because they were going to own physicality, and they were going to own um, scoring points later on in the game. So with him, they didn't really want to, quote-unquote, turn him loose. They wanted him and the rest of that defense to kind of prevent the, the big plays, things to either let games get closer than they need to be or, or out of hand one way or another, just depending on what side of the score they were on. Uh, but they were all about more containment than actual star play. And I think that's reflective in his sack numbers because he is a player that I think is capable of more as a pass rusher. Yeah, his strength and his athleticism allow him to be a, a solid pass rusher, but also it's a matter of like how he's attacking the defenses, whether he's attacking off the edge or you know, uh, rip it inside, which takes another level of strength to go towards the interior line. Um, and he, do, he does that often, especially when he's you know making what seem to be pretty instinctual plays. But with that being said, he also does have the uh, discipline and patience to be effective in the run game as well, which uh, you know we spoke about a little bit when you know when we asked about 
him playing against the triple option. And, you know, although he didn't do it that often, uh, he did it enough that he was able to learn uh, a little bit more about, you know, the patience of the run game and how to defend it. And if I'm looking at a team that would make the most sense for him, I see him as more of a 3-4 outside linebacker type player, uh, fitting in with the system like Wade Phillips has for the Rams. He has length. He has a decent first step. Uh, but he is a player that you can still work with and develop into a, a better pass rusher. And I think Wade Phillips is the kind of guy that could unlock his potential. Uh, I see him fitting in with the Rams on day three. But they've got a quarterback. If they can put some weapons around him, they could really be scary. Uh-oh. Oh! Really? St. Amore gets the pick six. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's Branch that gets his hand on it. That's a big old branch. This has been Phoning It In, featuring Henri St. Amour. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. And I'm Seth English. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth English. And be sure to follow our show's account at ProFVDraftCast. If you like what we do and you think that we do a good job, please sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Oh, 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 oh,